I'm Karen. And I'm Michelle. We're sisters. And homeschool moms. Welcome to the Layers of Learning podcast. Where we talk about family-style homeschooling. Hi, welcome to the podcast today. I am Karen. And I'm Michelle. And we're really excited because we're going to talk to you about the brand new Layers of Learning today. So first we're going to start out with why did we do this new layers of learning? Why, why are we replacing the old one and so on? First of all, it's been 10 years since we first put out the first layers of learning units and it's just time for an update. Yeah. Even when you look at just the history, we've been wanting to add on to the history. And originally when we started this new layers of learning, we were going to just revamp the units, give them all an update, a spruce up and release it. And then the more we got into it, the more we wanted to make a few more changes. Yeah. And a lot of that was driven by what we had learned in that 10 years of experience, but it was also driven by feedback from all of you, all of the people who have used layers of learning. Yeah. We listened to our layers of learning families. We listened to everything that they struggled with, what they wished they had, and we tried to incorporate it into this new version and we hope that we did a good job. We're really, really excited about it. We are. We are really excited about it. We think it is it is the same as the old layers of learning in terms of it's the same learning style. It's the same family school style. It's the same feeling. It's all hands-on like it was before. But it's way more user-friendly. Plus, we have added more explorations, more, there's, there's all new things too. A lot more printables. Yeah. Tons more printables and just some clearer instructions, especially to help people get started because it's a little bit overwhelming when you switch from a very traditional school experience to a hands-on family school. There's no doubt that that's tough for some people to grasp. What does that even look like? And so we tried to kind of paint the picture in this new curriculum so that it will be easier for everyone. Another reason that we wanted to do the update is that we had new ideas that were not even around when we first started writing the original layers of learning, the classic version. For example, we didn't have a book of years yet. That came in the midst of releasing all those classic layers of learning things. And now that we do have this book of years, this timeline that's interactive and people can use it. We wanted that incorporated straight into the unit so that while you're using the units, you're seeing, oh, this is how we use the book of years. Before, we had a wall timeline and we've, we just found a better way to do it. And so we're, we incorporated all that right into the curriculum. Yeah. You know, to put it in perspective. So Michelle, if you think back, that was over 10 years ago, really. We were writing about how we homeschooled. Basically, Layers of Learning is a scrapbook of our family homeschools, in a sense. And at the time, our kids were younger. We were younger. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we go back and we look at it and say, wow, we wrote the first Layers of Learning in open office. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and we were emailing the files back and forth to each other and sharing our ideas and, you know, sending each other pictures. And, and people will say, why don't you just update the old files? We can't even open them and have them function anymore we actually because can't. of the yeah. updates. So it's not just that the content has changed, it's that we have changed. Yeah. We've since taught high school age kids and we're incorporating a lot more materials for older kids in the new one. We have since switched to professional publishing software. We've learned a lot ourselves and so this new layers of learning is sleeker, nicer, and a lot more complete than when we were doing it before. We've grown, and so the curriculum has grown. That being said, though, we did raise our kids on that classic layers of learning. Our youngest right now are about 13 and 14. Yeah. And and so they're nearly done. I mean, they've got only a few years left of our homeschool, and we've we've raised our kids all the way through using that original one, and it was awesome. And it 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 still is really valuable and really good. So. Yeah. Our our kids were raised on that. And have gone on to, you know, college and careers and adult life very, very successfully. So it's not that we are not happy with layers of learning. It's just that we want wanted to make it even better as we've grown. So we, we hope that whichever one you decide to use, you will continue to love all of it like we do. Family Style School has just blessed us. And so we're always excited to share what we have with you. So let's talk about exactly what is changing between the classic layers of learning and this new one that's coming out. 
the biggest change I think that people notice straight off is that the subjects are split up. Before, each unit book had history, geography, science, and art in one volume, right? And now we've split those so that history is separate from geography, is separate from science, is separate from arts. I think in all of this, that was probably our toughest decision. Would you say that, Michelle? Yeah, I think so. Because we like how they dovetailed together. And we didn't want people to just not buy art. And we know that art and geography are less commonly taught. And we feel like that's a mistake to not teach them. And so we really, really wanted people to still buy them. And so we're concerned. That's one reason why we didn't want to split it up. And then also just the way that the units dovetailed together. We love that. That's one of the things that we love about layers of learning. So it's a little bit painful for us to break them apart. But at the same time, we said if we break them apart, it will make it more customizable for families. And we're still going to build the whole thing so that they dovetail together in the same way. We hope that you will continue to use all of it. A lot of families have told us, I would never have done art except that it was there. And I've used it and loved it. It has been amazing for our family. We just hope that that will continue, even though they're broken apart. But we are a little bit afraid for that. But we did have lots and lots of feedback from people over and over and over through the years saying that they wished that they were split apart. Because, like, for example, they wanted to do ancient history at the same time they were doing biology or, you know, they they wanted to be able to mix and match in different ways that was different than our the layers of learning order, they wanted to mix and match it. And so that was a major impetus for why we split them. There are also a lot of families who are trying to meet certain requirements in certain years because, you know, we live in a state that doesn't require that. You know, we can teach anything in any order and we love that. And so that's kind of how we've done it. But in certain areas, they do expect you, you know, in this grade, teach this science course or whatever. And so we're just trying to make it more user-friendly for those families who need that kind of flexibility. I also think we're the only curriculum I've ever seen that does that, that combines the subjects in that way and dovetails them together. I mean, there are unit studies, but this is a little bit different from that. And new people coming into layers of learning, new users, often had a lot of confusion over that. Yeah, they definitely... They weren't sure, what order am I supposed to do this in? What what does this look like? How do I buy just the science? And yeah, there yeah. were a lot of questions. We're trying to hear you and and basically meet your needs. And so we hope that this does that. The next major change is that before there were 20 units in a year. And now there are only nine. And a lot of people have been like, what, what, what? How come you deleted all those extra units? You know... I, again, have to take us back to, you know, over a decade ago when we were sitting on my couch and figuring this whole thing out. We had paper and pencils and we were saying, okay, what's going to be the order of the units? How can these mesh together? And I mean, that discussion went on for weeks and weeks. But as we sat there and figured it out, I remember Michelle saying, how many units should we do? And I said, well, I do a 40 week year. So let's do 20 units to each. And we said, okay, let's do it. And that was about how we made the decision. Yeah, it it was, but it was also because we were looking at, especially history, I think. And we were, we were looking at how many topics, how many civilizations, how many movements in, in time periods of history. And we were like, how do we make it less than that? You know, there's so much going on. We didn't want to leave out areas of the world. For example, the non-European areas of the world. I felt like layers of learning covered things that other curriculums didn't cover. And we loved that. And we couldn't bear to have it be less than that. But it doesn't quite fit with most people's traditional number of weeks that they do. Instead of 40 like I did, most people do 36. And for a lot of people, it was hard for them to fathom every two weeks I have to go to the library. I can't. Yeah, do that. The, the scheduling was we again. We got tons of feedback. The scheduling was difficult. People people were like, I cannot get through all of this in two weeks. Like it's just too, too fast. It was yeah. too fast. Too too fast a pace. So we decided if we cut it down to nine units, then there's one unit per month. We didn't actually get rid of anything though. We didn't. We instead we just recombined it and reorganized it so that we're covering 
those 20 units in just the nine units, but it's all in there. So let's just break down like the first history unit so they can see what that looks like, Michelle. Like in the original layers of learning, we basically had Mesopotamia was the first unit. Yeah. And then in the second edition, what does that look like? So we've got, we still have Mesopotamia, except in the second edition, we talk about, you know, what is history, the tools of the historian and archaeology. And then we also discuss not just Mesopotamia, but the other cradles of civilization in China, in Egypt, in um, the Indus Valley and in Peru. And so we're covering actually more than we did before in, in a lot of ways. But in that first unit, in the original, in the classic layers of learning, we also talked about like the Babylonians and some other early civilizations. And those are actually shifted into later units in the new layers of learning. So we, we there's a lot of reorganization that happened so that we could, we just rethought the whole thing. So we want you to be able to look at it and and recognize some of the things from the classic layers of learning. You will say, oh, look, we're still mummifying a hot dog. Yeah, Yay. that's that's important. We couldn't take Pharaoh Frank out. That was critical. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know how many hot dogs I've mummified over the years, but I could never take that out. But at the same time, we wanted you to be able to have an easy monthly planning session instead of every two weeks. We hoped that would make it easier for families to grasp. So it is a little bit reworked. But in really good ways, I think. I think it's I think it's good too. I I think our experience there made a difference too because when we first started writing this, we had already been teaching our children history, and we knew this basic outline of history. But overriding the first, the classic layers of learning, we learned so much. I mean, not just about how to write and how to use the software, but we learned a lot about history. And so when we reworked this, we had a better frame of reference to organize it in a way that we feel is even more logical than we had before. Yeah, we've always been pretty well-read people, but in the past 10 years, can you imagine, Michelle, how, if we listed <laughs> how know. many books we've read about these topics? I know. Because when we build the library lists and we suggest family read-alouds and all those things, that's because we've used those books and loved them. And so we know more now than we knew back then. And yeah. I, I love that we've incorporated a lot of that. Okay, another thing um, that is changing is that we have bulleted lists of supplies at the beginning of each exploration. So an exploration is an activity or a lesson plan within the book. And before, we just sort of listed, it, it, basically in paragraph form, we told people how to do an, an activity or a craft, right? Mm -hmm. And now we have broken it down. So we've got a bulleted list of supplies at the beginning of each exploration, followed by a numbered list of steps. This is what you do first. This is what you do second. So it's more user-friendly. It's easier to go gather your supplies. It's just a better way of explaining it. It's more easy for someone to read and grab and go or, you know. That was also something that we heard from our families. They wanted supply lists. They wanted an easier way to get it going because it's already a little bit tough to do family-style school with a lot of people. I mean, most of the parents who are using this are doing it with lots of kids. They're busy people. <laughs> and so this makes it just a little bit easier. Yeah. And, and we can't, just like before, we can't offer you a, here's everything that you need in order to do this unit because it is still pick and choose. So you're not doing every exploration. You're not needing every supply. But this way you can very quickly pick out with your eye, okay, this is the stuff I need. This is what I have. This is what I need to get. And you can also easily pick out, oh, I don't have any of that stuff, so we're not going to do that exploration. Right, right. You know, it helps you to choose and narrow those things down too. We also incorporated numbered steps for each exploration. It's just a little bit clearer than the paragraph form so that you can quickly and easily follow the instructions of them. I think it helps too if you're having one of your older children leading the activity, they can follow the steps more easily than when it was in paragraph form. So it's easier to have an older child help you too. So we already touched on this, Michelle, but science is definitely one of the big changes. We said that we separated out the subjects. Yeah. And the science is completely reorganized. This was my original brain plan to mix up the sciences and you are the resident scientist, and you corrected me, and I'm very grateful. Well, <laughs> okay. So before what we had is we took, we had 20 units in a year, and so five of those were devoted to earth science. 
Five of them were devoted to biology, five to chemistry, and five to physics. Because Karen was like, I can't do just biology all year. That's too boring. That was kind of her her take out take on that. And, and, I, and at the time, I was like, but what about high school? And she was like, it's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that educational standards, at least in the U.S., have changed a lot. They've standardized a lot more. And if we can't meet that standardized need, then our families struggle. Right. And so I watched it happen with my kids as they went into high school. And they are not kids who ended up with a high school diploma. They actually got their associate's degree by the end of high school. But I still realized, oh, wow, I need them to understand what biology is, what physics is. Yeah. And I also understood later on it actually is fun to do earth science for an entire year with kids. It's not all the same. No, it's topic. not the same. I mean, because one month you're doing rocks and then the next month you're doing weather. They're completely different things. Right. You know, I mean, you still are shifting and it's still hands on and it's still really fun. Also, because we have broken it apart this way where science is separate from history, art and geography. That means in your personal homeschool, you can mix and match units to your heart's content. Every single science unit stands alone. So you can grab one from chemistry and then the next month grab one from biology if you want to. Right. You can do exactly what I wanted when I was that young homeschool mom with the new layers of learning, but you can also just use it straight through if you have a high schooler who needs to be passing off a chemistry requirement. The other really awesome thing that did not exist when we started the first layers of learning is writer's workshop. That wasn't even in existence. Yeah. And I actually wrote writer's workshop as a response to our families. Also, I was blogging about writer's workshop. I was doing it with my family and so many people begged me to please write that curriculum. And so I did. And we decided, Hey, in this new version, we can incorporate writer's workshop and intertwine that into all of the lessons. And it's awesome. Okay. Because here's how we did it. We took sidebars and they, they have a heading that says writer's workshop. And then there's an idea of something to write that has to do with the history or the science or the geography or the art that you're learning about, but you can do it during that writing assignment during your writer's workshop time, or you could do it during your science time if you wanted or or whatever but the idea is that then you can take your writing and it's also incorporated into whatever you're learning about and then in addition to that we have a list in many of the units at the end where every single writing genre is given an idea so let's say that you're doing poetry that month and you're also doing weather there might be an idea in there about a poem you could write about the weather so they're totally dovetailed and incorporated so that whatever you're working on in writer's workshop and whatever you're working on in layers of learning, you know, history, geography, science, and art, you can kind of dovetail and mesh those, which can save you some time in your homeschool day, which is always nice. You know, you're kind of checking off two things at once. Yeah. And it'll also help your kids make connections between the things that they're learning. So we really liked incorporating writer's workshop into it. Another thing we added that is new is the bookworms sidebars. So all through the units, we have book suggestions. These are things that don't quite fit in the library list because they may not be quite on topic. You know, there, there might be a book about spies that we would put in the World War II unit that, you know, it's, it's related, but it's not exactly, you know, on topic. A lot of these are like family read aloud type books. Yeah. And, and the very first bookworms, we have one on the lower right-hand corner of the right page on the first two-page spread there. Of every unit. Of every unit. It is a family read-aloud. It's something that we intended to be a family read-aloud. So it's just a suggestion. It's not something, nothing in Layers of Learning is an assignment. It's a suggestion. And if you're looking for a read-aloud that coordinates with your unit, that's one we found that we think works great. This was also fun because we've gotten to read a lot of these with our kids yeah. and, and try it out. And it's been really neat. This last year, as we were studying the Wonders of the World, I read this Wonders of the World series that's just a fictional series to my kids. And we've gotten really, really into it. And it's been fun to watch how, as we're reading these stories with these characters, that you know, this is fictional. 
but the kids are making connections between the setting and what's happening in these novels with what we're learning in history. And it just kind of brings everything to life. It's been yeah, fun. Yeah, it, it is fun. And most of the read alouds are aimed at kind of the middle grades because that way it's, first of all, they're family friendly. You're not going to run into things that are questionable. Secondly, it's in the middle so it can appeal to a broad range of ages. So that's that's kind of how we chose it. But they're not all fiction. Some of them are nonfiction. Sometimes you'll see a biography or something. But in general, they're things that we think your family would be interested in reading together. Yeah. Another thing that we incorporated into the new version is right at the beginning of each unit, it shows kind of a list of topics that it's kind of a unit overview, I guess. Yeah. And it goes through and tells you some key terms and sometimes a list of important people or places. It's just main things to look for that you're going to be teaching about in the unit. It kind of directs you to the most important things. And you can kind of look through it and say, okay, this is the stuff that I really want to make sure that we learn. You Because know, it's like we've mentioned, it's a pick and choose curriculum. You're not going to hit everything. And that list kind of gives you a, oh, okay, I want to make sure I hit this and this. You can, it gives you kind of a chance to make yourself a little checklist. Um, the next thing is that, we have added subheadings. So within the unit, there are sections. And each of those sections covers a different topic. For example, in the How Science Works, which is the very first science unit in the Earth and Space course, it has a subheading about the tools of the scientist. It has a subheading about the history of science. And then it has a subheading about um, the scientific method. So each of those is covered separately throughout the debt unit, and it's easier to navigate and find exactly where you want to go in the unit. Maybe in that first unit, you only are interested in the scientific method, so you can just zero in on that part of the units. Instead of it being kind of thrown together in, in random order like we did before, it, it's much more organized. In everything, the learning feels a little bit more building, a little bit more chronological in the new version. Yeah. So... Another option for that, Michelle, would be, hey, I could take one out of each of those subheadings. So I cover each thing and I'm going to choose one exploration out of each one. Yeah. You know, people will use those differently, but it allows you to just navigate the unit a little bit more easily. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, and this applies to both the classic version and the new version of Layers of Learning, but one of the things that a lot of families say is, I don't have time to do all of the explorations. And we tell people over and over, you're not supposed to. And just because you don't do an exploration doesn't mean you can't teach your family about that topic. I think that the new system of organization makes it easier for people to cover a topic, even if they don't choose that exploration. Because sometimes you're just going to be watching a video about it or reading one of your library books and learning about a part of a lesson. And then you'll choose a couple of the hands-on projects to go with it. But you don't have to have a hands-on project for every single thing. And the new layout and organization makes it easier to zero in on those yeah, topics. That's, that's right. And then just choose the hands-on like things that go with it. Last week in, in history, I wanted my kids to do the Irish potato famine and also the Crimean War. But we didn't have time to do the activities for each one. So we did the Irish potato famine activity. But for the Crimean War, we just watched a video. Yeah, you still covered it. Yeah. But you didn't do both hands-on yeah, projects exactly. Because we didn't have time, and so we just kind of cut it down a little and got through both of them because I needed to get through both of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and this does make it easier to do that. It's just easier to spot things, easier to plan. It's just a little bit more organized. And the, the unit titles and the subheadings that go with them are all shown in the units at a glance for the new curriculum. So you can see exactly what's inside each unit. You'll know what the unit is about yeah, from, it, from those subheadings. It does make it easier to, to see the contents right at a glance. Yeah. Okay. The next thing is, we already mentioned this, but the, the student journals are now incorporated into the curriculum so that when you're doing an activity there are printables that are actually made that are in the unit that are made to go into your science notebook or into your world explorer journal, etc. Yeah. There might be a little foldable or just 
some maps it'll will cut just out. tell you also it'll say add an entry or draw a picture yeah with yeah. a caption there, there's a lot of instructions about that about where to put things sometimes things go into the student journal and sometimes they go into a binder your layers of learning notebook and we tell you when they go where and the journals that way are filled up with all kinds of foldables and colorful pictures and you're directed to use them all through the unit instead of just trying to figure out what goes on this page. Yeah. It's instead of an afterthought, it's incorporated in at the time. Again, we didn't have the student journals when we wrote the classic layers of learning. And so those obviously were not incorporated in. we hadn't thought of it yet, but once we started using them with our families, we said, Oh, this should be in it. Now there are people who are using the classic layers of learning who are using the student journals and you, you can continue. That's awesome. That's what we did. Yeah. This just for new families makes it a little bit more incorporated. Yeah. It's a little easier to use. Okay. And then the last thing, I think this is brilliant. And Karen came up with this. So we're going to give her all the props. I do like this part. I do like this. (laughs) So one of the big problems that people have had over the years is how do I do tests? How do I evaluate? Why doesn't layers of learning have any tests? The reason we don't have tests is because we don't know what you're teaching. It's a pick and choose curriculum. And when we give a test, if we gave a test in every single thing, you would completely teach to the test and that is all. That's what happens in schools. That's what happens everywhere. And we didn't want that to happen. And so we didn't know for a long, long time, we didn't know how can we add assessments in? How can we figure this out? And, and Karen is the smart one. So I don't she, know about that. <laughs> she figured it out. I, apparently, I like to test people. I like to test my <laughs> she children. She likes to test people. She does, actually. <laughs> she does a much better job of that than I do. So I've learned a lot from her in that regard. I just always did it really off the cuff out of my head, spur of the moment. And then I realized, oh, not everyone does that. They That just doesn't come to people. And so I took that stuff that I do, and we just incorporated it into a new section at the end of each unit called Show What You Know. And it's not always the exact same ideas, but there are some consistencies within that section. Each one has a coloring sheet, just like the old history units did, but now every single unit has a coloring sheet. Right, there's a coloring sheet for science and art and geography as well as for history. Yeah, so your little ones who are looking for a coloring sheet to keep their little hands busy, you have that. In addition, we added a narration page to each one that has the same image as the coloring sheet, but has some lines for kids to write a narration at the end. We also added a lot of writer's workshop ideas to many of the units so that you can, you know, if you are learning about sentences, paragraphs, and narrations in that unit of writer's workshop, you will see a suggestion for that right in the show what you know of the unit. So you can ask your kids to, to do a writing assignment on it. We added project ideas we added trivia questions. Yeah, that that's that's brilliant. <laughs> this is again, this is Karen. So in in the on that last double page spread of every unit, on the left hand side there's a long sidebar, and it is it has five or six or seven trivia questions that are from the unit that you can ask your kids. It's just kind of to give you a a guide, like here a prompt, like here's some ways to ask questions, and then you can take those trivia questions and rework them. You can add more of your own. You'll get good at it. That's what I do that's off the cuff out of my head in every single unit. I think I've mentioned quite a few times that we play a house points challenge on Fridays. Yeah. (laughs) That house points challenge, those are questions out of my head from whatever unit we're working on. And I just kind of quiz my kids and they answer the questions. It's this big game show and they earn house points. And then, you know, we have a winner of the house points challenge. I've always done that. But this time I took those things out of my head and I put them in a sidebar for you. But the very best part of this entire show what you know section is the big book of knowledge. That also was something that we didn't have when we did the classic layers of learning that has been added. That has been added. And so now it's incorporated into the units. So basically all it is, it's, you keep a binder. This is separate from your other binders. It's, it's its own binder and you put sections in it, one for history, one for geography, one for science and one for arts. And you can add others too, if you have other subjects that you're doing in school, but those are the layers of learning ones that you would add. And then every unit gets a, a page and there's a printable in the printable pack for each unit. And it says big book of knowledge first civilizations. And then on most of the pages, there will be some kind of an image or a graphic or a list of kind of the most essential element from the unit, but then there's lots of white space. So you're going to take that and you are going to write the things that you learned from the unit. Generally, this is kind of the mom who's doing the writing. You know, yeah, the kid, the kids can help. 
if you want them to, but this is, this is the mom's book. This is your test book. Yeah. This is where you are going. Okay. We learned this. I want to remember to quiz my kids on it and it can become test questions, quiz questions, just game questions or, or some, a prompt for you to say, Hey, we're going to do a writing assignment about this or whatever. So Michelle, mine is not even in a binder. Mine, I basically take the pages and I put them in sheet protectors and then I have those, what are the circle rings called? Like the big rings just, that you stick through. rings. I don't and know. And they're just called rings. <laughs> and those go through it. So it's kind of like a flip book. Okay. And I, I, I use a, a binder. Yeah. But. So it doesn't matter how you do it, but mine is just easily so flippable. For yours, the divider sections are in clear sheet protectors, but the pages themselves are on cardstock, right? Is that how you do it? No, I have colorful cardstock that divides my subjects. Okay. So in mine, there's math even. There's, you know, whatever we're learning, I have a subject divider in a sheet protector. And then the other pages are just regular papers. Maybe some of them are cardstock. They probably are a lot cardstock. But you can still easily see like the colorful dividers versus okay. the white but ones. But once you have and it drawn through. on, then you stick it in the sheet protector. I stick it in yeah. the sheet protector. And then it's not only a quiz for that unit. It's a quiz that we keep going on all the time. So when I say we do a house points challenge, probably, I don't know, 60% of our questions are from the unit that we're on. And then 40% are things that I grab out of my big book of knowledge and I go backwards and quiz them on things that we've already learned. So yeah. they don't forget. Yeah. So we just keep going over that knowledge again and again and again. And that's why we call it the big book of knowledge because everything in there is what I say, I've taught you this. You have to recall it. I expect you to know it. And it is amazing how good my kids have gotten at memory work just by doing this. And and being able to recall information for a test. I mean, that's, that's what that skill is without the actual writing. I mean, if you're doing it verbally, you're doing the first part of the skill, which is recalling. And answering. Uh-huh. And then the second part of the skill is actually writing it on a test sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can do just the first part of the skill by having a quiz game that's verbal. Or you can make an actual written test and take it further. Well, and the other option is something that I do a lot, Michelle. Sometimes you go, I intend to write a test, but I didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you say, kids, grab a blank sheet of paper and you give them the test out loud. You just ask the question and they number one and they write their answer too. And they write their answer. Even if you don't have time to write a test, you can give a written test. It's a little yeah. bit different, but you know, it's an oral written test. So, so that's what makes the tests work or the evaluations, I should say, cause they're not all tests, but that's what makes the evaluation or assessment portion of layers of learning work is the show what you know part. And it's completely guided, but it's also completely individual to your family. Yeah. We hope that you will get into it and make it your own. Because I'll tell you, I've watched my kids who have gone on to college and I was just talking to my daughter yesterday. She's taking an anatomy class and she loves this class, but she said, mom, they just stick pins in the cadavers and she has to identify the parts of parts, not just the muscle, but the part of the muscle or the part of the bone or the part of the nerve. And she said she was counting and there were like nearly a thousand terms that she had yeah. to memorize <laughs> and they just put a pin in the cadaver and she has to write what it is. And she's so good at memorizing and she's been able to do this really well because we've practiced memorizing over many, many years. So it really is a skill that you get better and better at as you do it. So this show what you know is really good for kids to recall and commit things to memory. Okay. Let's go on to talk about what's staying the same now. There's a lot that's staying, a lot the, same, is staying the same, yeah. A lot of people have asked us about the four-year cycle. They're afraid that we threw away the four-year cycle, and we did not. We love the four-year cycle. It's how we've always homeschooled, and we can't let go of that It's one. logical, and it makes sense, and, <laughs> and logic is important to me. We, we feel happy <laughs> when things are clean and logical. So yes, organization <laughs> is, like, essential, so... So it's definitely still there. You're going to recognize, even though we reworked the units and they're a different number, you're still going to see the overall organization feels the same. Yeah. So whereas, you know, before you started with the ancient history, you went on to medieval history or middle ages and then to colonial and then to modern history, that's staying. 
and then you go right back into ancient history again. So you were, you're able to use these layers of learning books over and over and over again with your same children. Yeah. And the arts coordinates with the history just like it did before. If yep. you use it in order, you will see that they dovetail. And the geography also coordinates. We made an effort to coordinate it with both the history and the science. And then by default, it coordinates with the arts as well. So so we did change the order of geography quite a bit. We did, but we, but we still, still coordinated, coordinated it. it. Yeah. Because we changed some of the groupings of history, we needed to change the order of the geography. But I feel like it's even more yeah. Yeah. It, organized. It, not everything lines up perfectly because... It never has. It's not possible. We can't. <laughs> it's, it's just too hard. But, but it, does, it does coordinate as much as we can. Also, another thing that stayed the same, and people have been afraid about this, but you can still buy PDF units individually. There is a change in the paperbacks. We are not going to continue to sell the paperback units individually. Um, that was also a hard decision, but in the end, it will be easier for you to use in one book rather than having all of those individual books to keep track of. And it's definitely easier for us to stock and ship and all of those things. And so we were trying to make it, we might've been a little bit selfish on that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically you can buy an entire course or an entire year as PDFs or as a paperback book, but the individual units are only sold as PDFs. It's kind of like buying the chapter of yeah. the book. Yeah. We wanted to keep it affordable. We wanted families who say, oh, I only have, you know, so much each month. I can't buy it all at once. That's still going to be available. Or, or people, there's a lot of people too that they don't want the entire year. They really just want that one unit. You know, mm -hmm. they, they're just interested in the unit on the Aztecs, you know, that that's all they wanted. So that way you can buy just the part you want. So that, that will continue to be available. We will have all of the units available in PDF. And then you can also buy the year of PDFs or the year of paperback. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that's staying the same that people, we've got a lot of feedback about is that, yes, they will still be bundled. And yes, there will still be a discount on bundles. So if you buy all of ancient history, that bundle will be discounted as compared to if you were to buy the individual units one by one. So right now, obviously, you can't get the entire paperback of any of them because we don't have all of the units released for any of the years yet. So we're going to be releasing the units one by one over the coming years. Our, our basic goal is to release one unit a month, one unit in each subject. So one history unit a month, one science unit a month, one geography unit a month, and one art unit a month. And that's our goal. <laughs> we hope very much that we will meet it. Um, we're going to try. But we, for those of you who are newer to Layers of Learning, you may not know it, but Karen and I are the only ones in this company. We run this company by ourselves. We don't have employees. We don't have people. We run the website. We do the podcast. We, we produce the podcast and edit it. And we do the all the writing. We do all the formatting. We do all the publishing. That's all us. We stock inventory. We ship not only every day to our customers, but also to schools and to, you know, Rainbow Resource catalog companies yes. and things like that. So we handle purchase orders. It is... A pretty demanding yeah. gig that we have going on. We love it, but there is only so much time that we have in our days. We didn't release these first units until we had a lot, a lot prepared because we knew that things come up in our lives. And I mean, we've been working on this new version for over three years. Yeah, now. yeah roughly three years, somewhere around there. And Honestly, probably a year ago is when I thought we would start releasing it. If you heard the last podcast, you know that I ended up getting really, really sick and was diagnosed with MS. Michelle unexpectedly moved. You know, there were a lot of things that <laughs> happened. And so we don't want to say, hey, we promise you that we will have this released on an exact schedule because our lives have never existed on an exact <laughs> schedule. Just like all of yeah. your lives, things come up and it's and, just the two and of us. we are homeschooling our kids we really do homeschool yeah we do <laughs> so, we so you know we don't we don't have full-time job hours to work on this even so it's 
we're not we're not making excuses. We're just explaining the reality of yeah. what we're dealing with. So, so we have a plan to to release a unit a month in each of the four subjects, but we are not going to give exact release dates because we don't know what life will bring. We never know for sure. Okay, so one of the things that we have been asked about lots in the la- just in the last week or two yeah. since we have announced this new curriculum is that people want to know if they can order all of, for example, all of ancient history now, all of the PDFs now, and then get them as they come out. So they would pay for the bundled price, in other words, and then as the units come out, they would they would be able to receive them. And we debated that too. We were like, oh, that'd be cool if we could do it. How can we do it? We were figuring out, you know, logistically, how do we actually do it on the website? How do we make this work? So we figured it out and we're going to go ahead and do that. So on April 4th, when we release these first units, we are also going to have a product for ancient history, which is the entire year of history. And for all of Earth and Space, for all of Art Beginnings, and for all of People and Planet. And you'll be able to buy those. You will receive the first unit right away because it will have been released that day. But then the other units will be entering your account at Layers of Learning as they are released month by month in the coming months. So you can pay for that bundle price up front and then you'll get them automatically in your account. So you'll just log into your Layers of Learning account like you always have done and be able to download them when they're released. What won't happen is that you won't get a new order email because that will not be a new order. So you will need to log into your account each time we make sure to announce it. We announce it all over social media and in the newsletter. And so you will see, oh, there's a new unit and it will just appear in your account. Yeah. So if, if you're not getting the newsletter and you're not on Facebook or on Instagram, then you won't know. Maybe you have to check the website. But if you're in any of those places, then you'll know. Because we'll be announcing it. Yeah. And it's not like it'll only be there for a day. It will be in your account all yeah, the time. Yeah. So it's in your account forever. You can get it anytime. Yeah. Um, other things that are staying the same, it still definitely involves the fun sidebars, the little rabbit trails of learning. We have some really, really fun sidebars that we've added. A lot of the things you will see in the units and say, oh yeah, that was in the old one. But there's, it seems like there's as much new as old to me. Is that, is that accurate, Michelle? Yeah. I, I'd say at, at least half of every unit is new. Some of the units are entirely new because they're actually things that we didn't really cover or they're close to almost completely new. There are also still library lists at the beginning. I was happy to redo the library list because 10 years ago, the books were different. Oh, I know. They, so, so much has been written in the last 10 years for kids. There's, it's like this explosion of information for you know, the age groups from six to 18, you know, that whole range. So we added lots of new books to the library list. And we took out some of the ones that you can't actually find anymore. They're out of print now. Yeah. And some of them I even have, and I'm like, oh, I love that book. But if people can't Can't get it, it, then there's not really any point to it being there. So we updated that for new books. Another thing that's updated about the library list is that just like there just weren't as many books written, there are also in the last 10 years has been an explosion of books written about people that were ignored in the past. So like there, there are more books about women scientists than there used to be. Yeah. There are more books that take place in Asia than that are written in English, you know, than used to be. And so we have searched those out and we have added them in. So you'll see more minorities, women, people from places other than Europe and the United States that are represented in the library list. Yeah, we've been excited to see those emerge in libraries and yeah. we're excited to include them in layers of learning. Yeah, so we, we've we've done that wherever we can. Of course, if a book hasn't been written, we can't include it. Yeah, <laughs> so I love reading all the new books that come out, but then I go, oh, I would have loved to put that in a unit. It's funny, over the years, we made lots of correlation charts and added book lists and things for people as they came Mm -hmm. up. And it's kind of like we took those and incorporated them into the library list. Oh, Michelle, one other thing that we put in the library list is that the spines that we suggest, we added those right into the library list. So the Usborne History Encyclopedia and Kingfisher, those that we've always used as spines, you can now see the pages that correlate right in the units instead of having to have a separate correlation chart. So that's been a 
yeah. fun addition for us too. That just hopefully makes it a little bit easier for families. In in most of the units in the library list, we added a resource that is specifically for high schoolers. Most of them are Khan Academy, but they're not all. So you would you would go into the Khan Academy course for ancient history, and we tell you which videos to watch that go with the unit, for example. So that that's all coordinated too. That way you can assign your high schooler here, go do this, and they can have their individualized learning. Yeah. Um, another thing that is staying the same is that it is definitely still a hands-on curriculum. We believe in that. We've watched it work. It works with all kinds of learners. And actually, I was talking about this with my kids the other day. They were like, okay, they're scouts. And so they were talking about how Lord Baden-Powell believed in hands-on learning. And he thought he thought that it was a shame that schools made kids hate learning. And my boys were like, mom, you know, we've always done it this way. We've always done it the Lord Baden-Powell way. And I was like, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that. I, <laughs> I wasn't echoing him. Right. But, <laughs> but yes, it does work. It's effective. So, you know, I my boys, four out of six of them are dyslexic. They're not the kind of people who like book learning and writing and, you know, traditional school kind of stuff. They would have hated school. They would have hated school and they would have struggled in it. And I think they would have felt dumb all the time. But because we have done this hands-on style learning, they love school. They love learning. They're, they love knowledge. They love, you know, all of it. They are incredibly well-read and well-spoken and educated. Yeah. And, and it works just as well for kids who do like reading and writing and, you know, traditional education methods. So yeah, it's a very open format so that you can tailor it to your kids of all learning styles. So we're definitely keeping that. (laughs) We we would never leave that behind. That's what we believe in with our whole hearts. Another thing we believe in is the family style homeschooling. There's several reasons. The original reason was that it's simply not possible to teach six different lessons to six different kids on six different levels simultaneously. Yeah. For <laughs> so, our sanity. Yes. We had to do it this way. Yeah. But then we watched what it did in our families and we realized, oh, there's more to it than just mom's sanity. This is really working. Yeah. It's it's actually been amazing. I mean, our kids are so close to one another. And and it's like it's because they sat there in school together and helped one another and had discussions together and we had things to talk about at the dinner table. You know, we all have this common frame of reference. It created a family culture in our homes that has been amazing. And it's a little bit hard to define. It's not like the kind of thing that would ever be on any kind of assessment or are you prepared for life? And yet it's so, so profound. I think... I I don't know how to say this nicely, but a lot of people say to me, you guys are homeschoolers. Like they get surprised when they know my kids that we're homeschoolers. And I think part of that is because the little ones are talking to the teenagers and the, you know, everyone's having discussions and almost practicing that social thing within our family in the same way kids practice it in schools. I mean, if, if we were all individually sitting and doing our individual lessons and not interacting in the way that we do, I don't think that my kids would be as adjusted and I know they wouldn't be as close to each other. Yeah. It's just done something that I can't quite articulate. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I said, it's hard to define, but, it, but it's real. It works. Yeah. Okay. The next thing that is the same is that we still have YouTube playlists for every unit we got to remember to to release those on the right day, Karen. <laughs> yeah, we do. Some, we do. Some of them might already be out. Yeah. <laughs> Better check on that. There's a lot of little boxes we need to tick. Yeah. <laughs> but we have been very busy searching out new videos. Uh, again, we're using a lot of the ones from before, just like the library list. But we're also finding new videos because there are always new videos coming out. Yeah. Truthfully, the YouTube playlists are something that we constantly find new videos for and add to and... One of the struggles that we've had is that we want to continue to support the classic layers of learning families, but we can't logistically keep up with all of the links and playlists for both complete sets of the curriculum. There's just not enough Karen and Michelle to go around. Right. And so we are leaving them in place for now, but we consistently put a lot into keeping those updated and we're not going to be able to do that for the classic layers of learning we're not taking them down, but without updates, eventually they're not going to be 
as useful. As useful. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we do have for the new layers of learning, all of those units are getting YouTube playlists so that you can easily find those videos. Okay. Colored smileys, they were in the, the classic layers of learning and the, you know, the yellow smiley directed you to the youngest age group, those early grades activities, the green smiley directed you to the middle grades and the blue smiley directed you to things that were for high school for older kids. And those are staying. They're not the changing. smileys make me smile. We can't let go of those. <laughs> they're, they're, they're useful. They're useful. They worked. We're, we're not taking away things that worked. So. Right at a glance, we wanted you to be able to see, oh, this is kind of intended for younger kids or this is intended for the older ones. Tons of the explorations really are intended for the whole family. And you'll see all three smileys. Yeah. And, a lot, and, and actually in most of them, I think. So um, the next thing that's staying the same, there's still full color and there's still photos the color is changing a little because before we had our four layers of learning colors, the blue, the green, the yellow, and the pink, just sort of, well, I guess we didn't even have the pink. We added we? pink. We added pink later. Okay. Yep. So we just had green, blue, and yellow, but th those, those were in the sidebars and just sort of in random order. They didn't mean anything. It was just to make it colorful. Right. But now they mean something. So if, if you've got a blue book, it's a history book. If you've got a green book, it's a geography book. And the, the yellow is for science and the pink is for arts. So it's a little bit different in appearance color-wise, but it's still very full color, very... Yeah. And in fact, we, we added more photos of projects in particular. So you'll, you'll see more examples of this is it finished and what you know, this is your goal. Or yeah. sometimes it will show steps if, if that's necessary. Not that yours has to look exactly like ours or anything, but you know, we just said, kids, well, let's we, take we, a picture of your project. We figure that they'll probably do better than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not the best. We might not be all that crafty to tell the truth. <laughs> sometimes families send us pictures of what their kids are working on. And I think, Ooh, I should ask them for that picture. That's so <laughs> much know. better than what we do. <laughs> but nonetheless, you get to see our family's <laughs> projects and what we're working on in our homeschools. Um, another thing that's the same is that there is a units at a glance. Of course, it is a different units at a glance from the classic layers of learning. It's an updated one and it's for the new program, but there's still one there. If you don't already have it, you can get it on the curriculum guide page at layers of learning. It's also in the drop down menu at the top from the top of the website under resources. So you can get it either of those places and print it, see everything that's coming up. That resources page is new too. Do oh you yeah. Want to explain that yeah. Michelle. The resources page is new. So before we had the links that belonged in each unit on each unit, each unit's uh, product page in, in the, the catalog, catalog mm -hmm. right? And no one could ever find it. So <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were being really smart oh we thought it was so efficient yeah and it's been a struggle for people. yeah so we've moved those links they're they're now under a resources tab and in the drop down menu you'll see right now it says ancient history and and all the other subjects so you'll see those and you just go to that page and every unit has a subheading on that page with all of the links for that unit so they're they, these are web links they take you to the youtube playlist first of all they also take you to other resources like worksheets or maybe a museum where you can look at things online or a tour of a cave, whatever goes with that unit. These are going to be online resources. We took those out of the actual units largely. You know, in the classic layers of learning, you often saw hyperlinks to websites. And I have been amazed at how fast the internet changes. I mean, it, I knew that was a thing, but so fast. It went dead really fast. A lot of those pages just disappeared. Yeah. And so rather than printing them in books and having them permanently in units, we direct you to the resources page. You go there for the links and then we can keep them updated more readily. Yeah. It'll be hopefully much easier to be up to date and people won't be like, where did that go? I can't find it. It's like, yeah, well that website doesn't exist. Yeah. So we, we can't keep every website in existence that we find that has neat stuff. So instead yeah. <laughs> we try to find good replacements and you'll still see references to things in the books that say, go to the resources page for a link to this, but it'll allow us to keep those links up to date for you. Okay. We also had just a few questions. A lot of the questions that our families asked, we've already answered. So we're not going to just read question by question everything because we hopefully have explained them and answered. But we had a few questions that we didn't touch on. One of the questions that was asked is, is there more information I can read about the changes? 
So the curriculum guide has been, that page has been on the Layers of Learning website for a long time. This, these last, recently, in the last couple of weeks, we updated that page. So it's explaining the new curriculum. So you will be able to see examples of what the inside of the books looks like and information about you know how it works and so on on that page. So that's there. Someone else said, I like how it already is and now I'm worried. Yeah, it, it will still feel like Layers of Learning. I, I realize that change is hard. And that sometimes you're like, oh, but there was so much I liked. Are they going to wreck it? And I hope we didn't wreck it. I think we made it much, much better. I also hope everyone really understands that it is totally fine to say, you know what? We're a classic layers of learning family. You can absolutely keep using the curriculum that you've purchased from us. Again, that's how we raised our families. There's nothing wrong with the classic layers of learning. We just upped the game a little bit with this new one. Um, we feel like people who try it will love it even more because it's everything you loved about the last ones with even more resources. But if you've already purchased layers of learning and it's working for you, there's no reason that you can't keep using the classic layers of learning. Yeah. And the, some people were concerned that the PDF downloads, the links on their account would disappear for the old one. They won't. We're no. keeping them there. You will be able to download those long into the future. So don't have fears about that. Um, the links for the classic version, again, we're not getting rid of any of the product pages right now, and we're not getting rid of those links, but we're also not updating them. So if things go dead, we're probably not going to update the links for the classic layers of learning. We just don't have time to keep up yeah. with it. That's actually something that we consistently do day in and day out all the time, updating YouTube playlists, updating links, doing that, and we can't do it for both. Yeah, it's just too much. Okay, so the next question is, for someone new to the curriculum, what do you recommend for starting out? So if you have never used Layers of Learning before, I would definitely say go with the new one. It's so much more user-friendly. It is so much more obvious when you just first open the book how to use it. So I think that if you go ahead and go with the, the new one, if you're just starting out, that's where you should begin. That being said, we don't yet have Everything all released. of them released. So if you, if your family has already done ancient history and you were hoping to start this year right away with the Middle Ages, you can't in the new curriculum because it's not out yet. So this is a tough question, Michelle. Someone asked, how would you suggest that families transition from the classic curriculum to the new units? We'll be finishing up classic year one this school year, and I would love to transition to the new units, but don't want to repeat all of history, etc. What would you suggest? That's, that's, I mean, that's hard because it's going to be a personal decision. The year two units will not be released by September. There's, we're not going to be able to get that much done that fast. But if you want to keep using the classic year two, we will hopefully catch up with you and, and meet you by next, a year from now. We're hoping to be at least close to releasing the year three units next summer. Yeah. Again, no promises. That's the goal. That's the goal. But another thing is, if you do decide that you really want to do the new one and you want to repeat the units, so much of it is new. You would not be repeating the same explorations. You would find so much new stuff in there that you won't feel like, oh, we already did this this activity and we already did this activity. There's so much new. And when I think about them, of the four subjects, history is going to be the most repeated. Yeah. Because it's still ancient history. But I could honestly do an entire new course from the ancient history. If we did ancient history last year, we could do it again and it would be very new. And the geography, science, and art would be very, very Yeah, dumb. they're they're actually completely reorganized from the old one in such a way that it's not a repeat at and all. And they have a lot more content. Yeah, they do. So, again, that's a personal decision. I don't know how to tell you what to do for your family, but hopefully most of you have gotten the samples. The samples. And if you haven't gotten a sample, you get it by signing up for the newsletter. And on the sidebar at Layers of Learning, on the curriculum page, and on the main front page, there are places where you can go to sign up to, to get the free samples. 
Okay, someone else asked, is the guidebook for the mentor separate from the unit? You know, we haven't talked at all about the guidebooks, Michelle. Do you yeah, want to explain what the, the guidebooks are? So when Karen and I wrote the writer's workshop, we realized so many people needed extra help in learning how to use it. And so we wrote a guidebook for it as well. It is a mentor guidebook. It is meant to teach the teacher how to teach. Okay, so when we redid this, we made this new layers of learning, we decided that we also would write guidebooks for these to help people know how to use layers of learning better. So each subject has a guidebook. There's a history guidebook, a geography guidebook, science guidebook, and an arts guidebook. If you have already been using layers of learning for many years, you probably don't need the guidebooks. No, you could write them. Yeah, you probably <laughs> you know what you're them. doing. <laughs> you do know what you're doing. But if you're just starting out and you're like, I don't get how to do this family school thing. I don't get how layers of learning works. The guidebooks could be really valuable for you. They are each unique, but they are all describing layers of learning, which is all oh, follows the same pattern. And so they also have a lot of overlap and similarities between the four guidebooks. When we're talking about how to do family style school, it's the same whatever subject you're using. So some of it will feel familiar yeah. as you read the different ones. And and the same type of sidebars are in every Yeah, we explain what you unit. find in the units. Yeah. And a lot of that crosses over all four subjects. But there's also some tips and takes on how to teach yeah. each individual. Well, unit. and for example, in the science guidebook, we talk a lot more about science supplies, what exactly you need, where to get them. And and so like there are unique things to each one, but whatever you you may want to just buy one, see how much you learn from it and then decide if you need the other subjects in taught in more detail too. You know, sometimes Michelle, you and I have been doing this so long, you know, teaching our kids in this style for so long that we forget how different it is from how a lot of people yeah. teach kids. And so, you know, when people listen to our podcast, they write to us and they say, oh my goodness, you completely changed the way I homeschool. And we sometimes go, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we wrote these guidebooks just to open up, hey, this is what it looks like when you use this curriculum. And just very clearly showed what's in the books and what you'll expect and what it looks like in your home. And so we hope that for people who are new to this style, that it will be a really good resource for them. If you've been doing this for a long time, likely you don't need the guidebooks. So yeah. it just depends and, on where you're at. And there's just one guidebook for all of science for all of, all the four years, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a guidebook for every year. It's just science guidebook, history guidebook, and so on. It's a pep talk and some instructions for the mentor who's teaching it. Okay, we have announced the price a few different places, but we're still getting questions about it, and we know that people don't always see every single thing that's written, and most of the places we answered it were like in the Facebook group. So the individual units, we have decided to price at $5.99, and yes, it is an increase. Partly that's because prices of everything are going up everywhere, our including costs our costs. have gone up. Yeah, and... Partly that's because we have always priced layers of learning really, really cheaply, and we're getting a little bit more in line with the market. We're still, I think, a better value than any other curriculum I've seen, but it is a, a little bit of a price increase. Um, but like we mentioned, the bundles will still be priced at a discount. So if you buy a PDF bundle uh, of, say, of all of ancient history, we have priced that at $44.99, which is a discount off of 53 it would have been 53 for all of them if you bought them individually in addition we have sales pretty frequently throughout the year so watch for sales um another thing we don't have the price for the paperback books yet no our printer has to come back to us on that so it'll be a while before we are able to announce that for sure yeah it we we know that the prices of printing and paper and the, those raw supplies have gone up so we really don't know yet I do want to point out um, each PDF is an average of about 30 pages. And on top of that is the printables. That's like 30 pages of the explorations. Before, if you opened like year one, there were about nine pages about Mesopotamia, for example. Right. And now it's about 30, 30 pages. pages. So it is considerably more that we're offering yeah. for the dollar more that we're asking for that unit instead of, you know, yeah. it was four ninety nine for a unit. Now it's five ninety nine. We did have the four subjects before, so it's not quite straight across. But 
it is a lot more on each individual topic. Yeah, and, and there are fewer units to buy in each year. Yeah. So the pricing, though, we anticipate will be similar to Writer's Workshop across the board. So Writer's Workshop has been on for sale on Layers of Learning for a while. So you can go look at those prices if you're wanting a ballpark. Um, will year two be available by the fall? No. No, nope, sadly not. We're going to hurry, though, as much as we can. Yeah. But again, yeah. we have families in there just two we're, of us. We're hoping that starting roughly January, the year two units will start coming out. So in plenty of time to be prepared for the next school year. Or for those of you who start in January with your school year, maybe maybe you'll be, be able to start with year two then. Um, will the old student journals work with the new curriculum? This one breaks our hearts. But yeah. because we reorganized the order of the units, it wasn't possible to do that. We really wanted to figure out how to have that happen. And we couldn't figure out a way to have it happen and have it make sense. Now, before we had 20 units in a year, and now we have nine, they, and we've got subheadings. It's just a completely different... We reorganized the order of everything. I mean, it's just... It's so different. So the same day that the new units are being released, there are also new student journals being released yes the there are pdf versions of the student journals and there are also paperback versions those will be available for pre-order they're coming in we're expecting them but we haven't received them yet yeah they're coming in in the next few weeks and they'll be sent to you as soon as you as soon as they come in if you pre-order them in addition for the student journals <clears throat> we know that's a big extra cost for a lot of families you don't have to buy ours you can make one yourself there's nothing wrong with grabbing a, an art sketchbook and making it into your book of yours. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, I'll ask you this question. Uh-oh. If I already bought the classic layers of learning, is there a discount or deal if I want to change it out for the new? Okay, we are not offering a discount or deal for that. The, these new layers of learning are significantly different. They're not just an update with a new cover slapped on. And we've already put three years of work and we're yeah. about to put another three years into it. Like it's, 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 it's a, a major, deal. yeah. However, there is a buy-sell group on Facebook. So if you have the physical books, the printed books, you can go on there and try to sell them or try to sell them on uh, Amazon or other places too. Well, we hope that we answered a lot of your questions. Um, that took us a little longer than we expected, but we're really excited about this new curriculum. We love the classic layers of learning. We love, love, love the new layers of learning. And yeah. we hope that you do too. We're really excited about it. We think it will be appealing to a broader variety of people because it will be so much easier to use. And we hope that you see that we heard you because most of the changes are because we listened to layers of learning families and tried to give everything that they wanted yeah. in this new version. We, we even had an awesome user who said, you know, if you made one of those sidebars uh, the full color instead of making it lighter, we would be able to see chapter markings, and we did that. So so you can see where your new chapter starts in the printed books based on the color of the sidebar because we've got one sidebar darker. So we're hoping that all of those little tiny changes and all the big ones will make it so much easier for you to use and so much friendlier for your family. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating wherever you listen. Ratings and comments help people find happy family style homeschooling. Visit us at layersoflearning.com, at Instagram, and on our Facebook group. And make sure to tune in next month for the next podcast. In the meantime, we wish you happiness in your homeschool. Have fun learning! learning.